0: Now say that
1: again? Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> hello. We're on air. Just keep it quiet down there. That's one of our <laughs> our rabid guests in the studio being a bit uh, forward at the moment. Anyway, look, that was Christina Aguilera and a track called uh, What's It Called? Beautiful, beautiful. And that's another one of our guests talking. And I'm a little bit new to here, but anyway, um, yeah, it's called Beautiful. And you should see the the cover. It's I don't know. It's called uh, It's quite risque, actually. But anyway, good morning and welcome to Community Connect with Edwina and Greg McHenry on OCRFM 98.3 and 88.7 FM along the coast, where we are streaming live, I hope, at all the wocrfm.org.au, and we will be podcasting this program. I've already taken a pic of uh, what the motley mob look like in here at the moment. Anyway, I'd like to pay my respect to and acknowledge the diligent people who are the custodians of land we're on today, as well as a Gadamanudha along the coast, I'd also like to pay my respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Morning, Eddie.
0: Good morning, Greg.
1: We're back in the studio. Oh
0: yeah,
1: no rain today. No <laughs> rain, it's very cold. We've got the heater going, we might have to get that turned down because I reckon there'll be a bit of hot air going around the <laughs> studios very shortly. It'll be fun. But look, today's chat is a little bit out of the blue. Our expected guests were not able to make it. And we'd arranged to meet Paulie Johnson well some while ago to catch up for lunch and uh, we we're going to be doing that after the program but instead of that we've brought it forward and guess what paulie has now become a big focal point of the program because she's in here with us early for a chat g'day paulie g'day great
2: to be in here
1: good to be here good to see you good and you i don't know what we're going to do for lunch but we're still having lunch aren't we
2: yeah oh, absolutely
1: And we've got, <laughs> what did we get you out of doing today
2: uh, I, well, I should really be doing some fencing. So I'm um, just developing some land that I recently purchased, farmland, oh and um, I should be out in the tractor knocking some fa- fence posts in and pulling some wires and what have you. So and
1: yesterday when I talked to you, you were out in the paddock huffing and puffing.
2: Yeah, you would have. Heard, if you had listened closely, you would have heard the tractor running in the background. But I could. Yeah, <laughs> I walked away from the tractor <laughs> so I could hear you.
1: Yeah, good on you. But anyway, after I got Paulie to come in, it re- reminded me that some while ago, Ed Weer and I were in the Cowlick bookshop, which is just around the corner here, and we met this guy Bob Perry, and uh, he had a big smile on his face then as he's got one now, and uh, he said that he's got a rather interesting story to tell, a bit of a, a, bit of a different story about coming out. And I thought, yeah, we'd get him in at some stage. And I thought, now yeah, we've got you, Paul. we'd get Bob in. And you know each other, don't you?
2: Yep, yep,
1: definitely. So uh, you don't mind that i got him in as well, do you? No, no. A
2: uh, great asset to the program, I'm sure.
1: It will be?
0: So, good <laughs> day, Bob. How are you? Uh, I'm fine, thank you. How are you? You are, are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm That's good.
1: good. How does he look, Ed? Do you reckon he's fine? Yeah. Oh, he <laughs> looks a bit cheeky. You're scaring me a bit. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> you went walking down the, the arcade here and you had a bunch of flowers. And you came back with a book. So I'm just wondering what's what bribery and corruption you yeah, got up to. Quid
0: pro quo, it's called. It's called quid pro quo. <laughs> <crow. laughs> That's
1: it. <laughs> what was the no. story? You had a story. You be serious. For I am way. being serious. You're being yeah. serious <laughs> now. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Well, you did when we met, and you can't remember it though. You said I bit- do remember
0: it. It was a while ago now, though. It was
1: quite a while ago, yeah. but you said you had a different different slant on things about about coming out, and i was just wondering what this was all about. Well,
0: uh, yeah, I'm my, I came out at, at a later part of life after uh, a tragedy in my life, um, and I came out to my family, I came out to my children, I had three kids, grandkids, the whole lot, and I came out to them, uh, and it's Can different, look, usually it's the other way round. but uh, people, I think we were talking about... Um, kids coming out to their parents and how difficult it was to them.
1: Yeah, and that's what the gist of the care conversation had been, and then you not, not turned it around completely. It's often, no easier honestly.
0: for Dad to come out to the kids. Yeah.
1: But how, how does it... Do you, I mean, you've had all this life of concealment or something rather, have you, or what, what had been going oh, on?
0: Well, yeah, well, I was um, in a relationship for over 10 years, um, sort of a relationship. We were we were weren't really lovers I don't know what we were in my day we were just sort of friends and uh, it ended badly I left and then he was later murdered by um, a person he brought home who also murdered his son and his aunt that they all murdered the whole family Um, and that's basically spurred me into thinking well this could have been averted had we been a little bit more open with our relationship In uh, those days you couldn't be. Um, these days I'm so impressed with Paulie, um, how um, she lives her life um, and it's amazing to me that uh, that things have changed so much. In my day Paulie would have been run out of town on a rail. Mm. Um, and it's amazing and it's great how it's changed and I've changed we change
1: we we do now that brings mm. us to you Paulie which is we met a number of years ago it was in a different radio station in Geelong and it was when you came in for a yarn with a couple of people who were part of I think it's called the Geelong Geelong uh, Rainbow Inc Geelong Rainbow Inc the yep. rainbow being the um, the symbol for well, this is one another thing. It's called the LGBTI... QA+, plus
2: QA is, is, is a very common one now. So, so, look, it's got to the stage that it's even confusing those of us who are in the community. And is, is that one
1: of the reasons why the community, in a way, they, they're they inclined to just call themselves queer?
2: Yeah, well, so, yeah, look, some people, though, unfortunately, um, have had bad associations with that word. So there's definitely some people in the community who definitely don't want to be referred to as queer. Um... But you know we have some people who just refer to it as the alphabet because it's just too hard <laughs> to say all the letters now. Um, so some people just call it the alphabet. Rainbow is a pretty good one really because it kind of you know it's it's um, you know a symbol of you know these different spectrums in like well with the rainbow in the yeah. in the colour spectrum and what have you haven't they added colours to it or something lately? I'm not too Black sure. and brown. Oh, I yeah, that's
0: right.
1: Yeah they, yeah, they have one. Just to, on to confuse s- you more. Oh, no, wait yeah, a moment. Go- can we go to that a little bit after, yeah. Bob? Because I'm, st- I'm going to lose my train of thought otherwise, <laughs> because that's really throwing a curly one. Mm. Mm. Because we, you know, one of the things with Bob saying about how things have evolved and the mm. acceptances, yeah, when we first met, it was just Idaho, mm. which is the International Day Against Homophobia. Just ho- Yeah, just mm. homophobia. And then, or now, it's become Ida Hobbit, which is bi, intersex, and trans Correct. added on to the end of it. So there's been that, and that's over the space of, what, 15 years where things have really changed a lot. Mm. Now, is that because of our general acceptance as communities that we do have all these variations or that there are, I don't know?
2: Well, Well, I think that, you know, like there's more people who are... Um, well, was like who are kind of advocating for themselves and, and are saying, "Well, this is me, and I want to be recognised and what have you." Um, at some point, though, like, can we keep fractionalising into smaller and smaller, yeah. and keep coming up with more and more letters? At some point, it just gets to the point of almost ridiculous, you know. So, I look. There's some people. Within the community and people outside of the community who are frustrated by this, you know, the fact that this alphabet keeps growing and we have to recognise every little group and what have you. Um, Personally, I don't actually get frustrated by it because I kind of think it's just one of those evolutionary processes. It's kind of like a a a pendulum, where the pendulum, you know, like Bob's kind of talked, you know, began to talk today about the pendulum years ago of where people had to hide and keep things. Yeah. Secret, you know, and, and, and the tragedy of that, and what have you. Now, of course, the pendulum has swung back the other way, and I think at times in certain areas it actually swings too far. But I kind of, you know, I've got I've got a lot of faith in humanity. I think that, I think that in humanity there is a lot of goodness in lots and lots of people, and I and I kind of think that we will work through this, and you know, it'll take time, but it'll it'll swing back and forward, and we humans will always find a way of moving forward, in a in some kind of a logical world, I feel. So, so I think that we'll find a balance there somewhere.
1: The, the, the horrible side of it though, is not just what happened with, in your life, Bob. Is it with the non-acceptance we find because there is still a high suicide rate and it's something that, we, I, you know, we had a little bit of a yarn beforehand, but you talked about death. So mm. I think suicide is still a real problem because of the lack of acceptance in some areas though. Horrible. Horrible it's horrible, thing. isn't it? And, that, I, I, and because of, I think the rate is something four times higher amongst or within the gay or LG, what are we going to call them? The gay community. Just us. Just us. <laughs> within, yeah. It's That'll higher. Be. It's four, four times higher than with supposed normal, as I'm putting my rabbit ears up. Of course right? it is. And That'd that is because it, the pendulum is, well, where is it? it, it it's got to. Yeah. It, a it depends
0: where you are. Uh, if you're in the middle of one of the big cities, uh, life's wonderful. Uh, you see couples walking down the street, male and female. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's wonderful. It is. They, they're living in a, in a world that's unimaginable to my generation. Uh, and still, we're conditioned from when, we, when we, we buy our grandkids a doll for the little girl and a tractor for the boy. We do it without even thinking. Um, so that's when it starts. It starts, and I, I, there's nothing wrong with that. That's well, normal.
1: It starts with the colour in the pram. Well,
0: exactly the 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 colour, pink and blue. We all do it, uh, and it's almost impossible to stop. Well, do you want to stop it? I don't know that you do.
2: Oh, I don't know. I think that. Again, those things, you know, they're just things that will evolve and what have you. So, um, you know, pink used to be a boy's colour and they used to, you know, the royal family, you know, made sure they presented their, their newborn boys in pink, yeah. you know, going back a few hundred years ago. And that's changed around... For 98% the, you know, of the so
0: people, it's fine, Yeah, isn't it? that's right. It's exactly. only that, that percentage of gay kids that it, it stereotypes it. Yeah. Uh, it, it pushes them into a cupboard.
2: Yeah. Um, we all
0: have those in our memory of the first time we thought, oh, I can't do that, people don't like it, or people... yeah." You find yourself looking at somebody and you shouldn't be, and you're told, and this, it starts. You start getting told, oh, you're odd, don't do that.
2: Yeah, that's right. And so I kind of, I think there's... I'm not particularly bothered by, um, you know, the concept that um, most people will be attracted to the opposite sex or the opposite gender. I don't have a problem with kind of like acknowledging that and because, because, exactly. because that doesn't damage me. The only thing that damages me is if someone says that I can't be me, yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah.
2: right? So, yeah. n- you know, it doesn't damage me. If someone else celebrates their heteronormativity or their cisgender normativity, which cisgender is, you know, people who... Oh, oh are.
1: We're cisgender. We, we, we only found that out. A, one of <laughs> yeah. our friends, um, mm. we had, a, had a, her uh, son in, Josh, came in for a bit of a yarn a while ago. All right. And now uh, Josh is uh, only a 20-year-old now, and he's going through the the trans uh, transition. And he told us, he said, oh, you know, you guys are cis. Mm. And we had a great conversation I about that. Yeah. And I had to look it up and... It's of Roman, or it's of Latin origin, or Latin. Cisgender is the definitive gender that we've been given at birth.
0: Well, we think this is a new thing. History has been going on.
1: This has been going on history (laughs) forever. But see, the gender is different to (coughs) our
2: (coughs) sexuality, though. Isn't it? Yeah, well, that's... Yeah, it is. So it's good. Yeah. Um...
0: I'm a country boy. I don't understand all that stuff. Oh, you know
1: the difference between a cow and a
2: bull. Right? I do know the difference. <laughs> well, Although I have
0: seen uh, they and they get confused too. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, see, I'd I, I beg to let you know that you've mentioned 2%, Bob. I think it's 10%. I don't know what it is. 10% of um, the population are, uh, uh, now, what is it? Is it their sexual okay, orientation is, is, well, Confused. Mm. Or confused. Mm. So, is it confused? It's the way it is. No, it's not. It's It's nature.
0: Ah, that brings us to the big point. And and nature and nurture, doesn't it? If you believe that it's, it's it's part of our nature, it's part of nature, then you don't have a problem with it. Ordinary people in the street don't have a problem with it. They don't? But I don't think so. But... If you believe that um, that uh, y- that your upbringing causes you to be homosexual or lesbian or whatever, if you believe that, then they're the people that lead to this. I've just finished a book, um, Nowhere Child, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And it talks about um, the religious right in America, and... Uh, taking their children, the gay kids, and having them reprogrammed. Oh. It's just, just horrendous. So, if, But that comes from a belief that you can change, that you don't believe that it's normal, that it's acceptable, that it's part of nature, that a certain number of individuals will be attracted to the opposite sex. If you believe that, you don't have a problem with it, and most people don't have a problem with it. Mm. But you only hear the bad ones, you only hear the bad experiences.
2: Yeah, well, that's true. I don't think that we celebrate enough of the good experiences. And, and I think that, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier about suicide and, yeah. and what have you and yeah. the tragedy of that. And I think, um, you know, part of the pressure that um, people in our community feel is because of all those negative stories. And particularly people who haven't come out yet. So, you know, there's this big fear about coming out because of how bad it's going to be once you do come out.
0: Um, (laughs) Which is quite the opposite. There's so many
2: people. You know, one of the things um, that I actually experience is I actually get, I believe, now these things are kind of subjective because you're trying to measure them by your own interpretation. But but I actually believe that I often get treated better in shops as a feminine presenting person. A feminine-presenting person, but who clearly has male characteristics. So, you know, clearly obvious that I'm born male. Um, But I, I actually believe that I often get treated better in shops, and in the retail sector and what have you, than I've ever been treated in the years that I presented as just your average Aussie bloke. And I think that's an amazing mm. testament to the how marvellous the community is that people kind of see me walk into a shop and whatever and they go, oh, this must be a person who's transgender or genderqueer or some other, you know. And to them it's probably, oh, some other weird name, whatever. But they kind of look and they go, well, from the stories I've heard, this person has gone through a bit of a struggle and whatever, and I'm just going to... I'm going to be nice to them and what have you to make sure that they're having a good day. Mm. And and I just believe I get that all the time. And I and I get it in businesses here in Colac all the time. You know, I've, I haven't had a bad experience in a business in Colac. You know, so...
1: And do you expect to, or well, do you I think, expect that you would have?
2: To some degree, I did, yes. Yeah. So oh, I yeah. think that we hear so much of the bad, the bad story. So certainly before I came mm. out, I was very apprehensive about, well, what's my life going to be like? Is my life going to be left in in tatters,
1: you now, know. Now, I've got to talk about you coming out because you pointed at, you, or whenever it was, you pointed this a long time ago to your coming out and it's on the internet and I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Do you want yeah. to answer, why did you do it that way?
2: Yeah. What did you do? It? Well, people, people are most welcome to have a look at it. Uh, Has Bob not seen it?
1: I've not seen uh, it. It's my, oh, my coming but I'm intrigued. Out,
2: <laughs> yeah, my, com- my coming out video on YouTube. So, um, if people want to look it up, it's... Uh, Paulie J, P-A-U-L-E-Y, Paulie and the letter J is my YouTube um, site or channel or whatever you call them. Um, And uh, now I don't know if I told you the full story, Greg, but leading up to my coming out, you know, I'd spent a long time with psychologists um, and what have you and, you know, made that decision that I was going to come out. And I actually told my parents um, and close family 12 months before I came out to the public and I was kind of at that point of coming out to the pub, public, and um, I had helped get a philosophy group going in Colwick, which is still going today, um, so we sort of started that three or four years ago, and um, it, it was kind of new off the ground and whatever, and I actually came – my first public coming out was to that philosophy group because I knew that these this group of people who question life and the values of life and the meaning of life and whatever would be a totally accepting environment. and. So, if you're first coming out, why not do it to an environment that you know is going to be accepting, you know? So, I came out to that group, and they were all wonderful and what have you. Ah, we were cool. meeting at the Colac RSL at that point, and Yeah, um, really the upstairs the at the RSL, yeah. <laughs> and
0: it's um, a paradox here <laughs> <it?
2: laughs> <laughs> so, you <yeah>. So, anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: actually eligible to join
2: the RSL, but I won't. Uh, in some I'm, areas, it has I'm got principal. a bad history of, mm. Um, mm. Um, of some phobias. Um, but uh, anyway, on the way home from there, um, I came across a road accident. So I had afterwards, because it had been a big evening of me coming back, I, was, I end up at the end of the meeting staying back in and kind of talking, chatting away and whatever. And by the time I was getting close to, I was living at, at near Simpson at the time, And I got to within five minutes of home and I came across a very bad car accident where the roof had been torn off a vehicle. Um, I came across the body in the vehicle in the dark, I didn't have a torch or anything, and um, I thought the person may have been dead. Uh, But anyway, uh, long story short, we ended up with like two local CFA trucks, um, an air helicopter ambulance, um, a ground ambulance, a couple of police cars. You know, basically half the Simpson community, and here I am presenting in a feminine way with a wig on <laughs> on my night that I'd just so successfully come out to the Colac Philosophy Club. Mm. Well, now I was out in Simpson as well, wasn't I? <laughs> you know, and I was a dairy farmer at the time, um, milking cows, and um, so the next morning, well, that was by the time I got away from there, it was midnight when I come across the accident. Time I got away, it was like two o'clock or something from the scene got home, got some sleep and got up in the morning and, and milked the cows, and one of the neighbours came over to the fence and said, oh, a bit of... He kind of made some comment, like, oh, a bit of hoo-ha last... or something, you know, a bit of, bit of something last night or whatever, and I said to him, oh, I suppose you've heard about it all, and he goes, oh, yeah. And so, like, within a couple of hours, you know, <laughs> in the early morning of milking cows, the whole district seemed to know about it, and I said to him, so you heard about like how... Um, I was kind of dressed like a, a woman and he's gone oh yeah and i said oh well it's it's going to be coming out so i'm actually going to come out that i'm a trans person and he was just like oh good well done good on you i hope that everything goes really well for him whatever it must be um must be really tough having to hide Amazing, something like that whatever. so he's this guy who he was a dairy farmer he's now he was across the road from me he now had a livestock transport business and he was just straight away totally accepting and supporting Supportive and what have you. So anyway, I kind of thought, well, I need to put out... Now the rumour mill's gone (laughs) like mad, I need to kind of put out Mm -hmm. what I was always going to do. Me coming out instead of them finding out, you know. So I quickly made that YouTube video kind of within the next couple of days. And I've got three young children, so you kind of got to milk the cows, get all your jobs done, shoot inside make a video, and I've got to do that before the kids come home, because there's no chance of shooting a video with three young kids in the house without them, you know, being the stars of the video. And even while I was making the video, you know, my first take, I'm kind of halfway through it, and there's knock, knock, knock at the door, and it's one of the other neighbours, you know, (laughs) so... and What's I've kind of, of gone out, and he's kind of looked at me, and I said, well, if you've heard the rumours, uh, I'm coming out as a trans person, and I can't talk because I'm just shooting my coming out video. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, look, it's kind it's, wow. it's of enough detail. But, um, you have to yeah. have a look,
1: Bob. It's really good, but he doesn't say anything about coming out. Well, it's
2: it, it, really, well, I, it's I made a bit of a twist on it. He's got, yeah. a, he's got
1: a twist to it, so it's really fabulous. It's an
0: interesting comment about uh, they're also supportive. I think that yeah, that's really surprising in the a Simpson lot of ways. The Simpson community
2: isn't it? were absolutely fabulous. So you yeah. know the local the local shops, a few shops that we've got in Simpson were absolutely marvellous. You know, um, my stock agent called in and uh, didn't. I don't think we
0: give them the credit they deserve
2: sometimes. Oh no, there's this horrible thing that you know, like yeah. um, country folk are these backward people and whatever. It's absolutely not true. You know, and. Um, I just, I actually think...
0: I did have one person say to me, mm-hmm. uh, I'm homophobic and I'm proud of it.
2: Oh, really?
1: Oh, Look, can we take this on a little bit? That though? happened. We need, we need to have a break. We'll take that up as soon as we're going yep. to play a track. Well, I've got it organised here. It's Andrew, on. On. How do you pronounce his name? Andrea.
0: Boncelli.
1: No, no, his first name.
0: Andrea Bocelli.
1: Andrea Bocelli. We're going to play an Andrea Bocelli song. Can I track. talk?
0: You and don't have to uh, speak Italian to... Feel this song, it's okay. wonderful, it's a love song
1: So you can't guess who's chosen this, can you? <laughs> that's, Bob, that's Bob Perry who, uh, who came in here without even having to have his arm twisted but uh, thanks to Neil Drinnan, who you might make mention of shortly anyway uh, for helping me get in contact with you and he's sitting along here with Paulie Johnson and she's looking beautiful today and we're, I'm getting my pronouns right too, Paulie and, and Ed Yes, I'm You've here. been very quiet Oh, I love this It's just a, such a good conversation yes. These two are getting going I didn't believe it would go so quickly and so well But anyway, it's about 23, 24 minutes past 11 o'clock And we're going to listen to Andrea Bocelli We're here on 98.3 FM on Community Connect here in Collect, And down the coast it's on 88.7 FM And we are, well, going to podcast this program But we'll be back with you after Andrea And let's hope this goes well yeah, that's, that's Andrea Bocelli and it's called Besame Mucho mm. and I think I pronounced that pretty well you for did? you, Bob Perry <laughs> and that means, what does it mean, Bob?
0: Oh, yeah, well, Besame is a woman's name and Mucho is much so it doesn't translate very well but it's a, it's a love song and it's about he's frightened of losing her and it's just a love song. It's beautiful. But it comes across even in a foreign language.
1: It sure does. Yeah. But you man. just talked all the way through it, mm. and I was busy getting some helplines. Oh, Yeah. yeah. We, but we. it was beautiful. I really didn't know I could hear it. I was I was listening to it. It was wonderful. Mm. I was listening to it here because I'm on Community Connect here with Edwina, sitting over with me, and she's sitting next to Paulie Johnson, and it's nearly well, it's 28 and a half minutes past the hour here on Community Connect on... FM in Colnick and District and 88.7 FM along the coast. And, uh, yeah, beautiful song. Before we went and had that track, Bob, you mentioned about acceptance and that you you, you were accepted well when you came out. You didn't have too many people.
0: Oh, no. Well, I was basically... Well, I sort of came out in stages. I don't think I ever really said... This is me. I just sort of, well, there's a book, and we talked of um, uh, Neil Drennan, He's just released a new book, and he he wrote it basically about my experiences. Um, And that's, it's out in the shops now. We're having a big launch at the shop on the last day of the month. Um, But acceptance. That sort of explains what happened to me, and it was probably eighteen months between coming out, which I was in the I was outed in the papers and what have you um, i wasn 't at the property when it happened, but I was the um, the partner of the person that was killed for a long time, and uh, naturally being um, well connected all my family live in the hills um, uh, everybody knew, so basically I was outed in the papers. Mm. Uh, so coming out wasn't a problem uh, I was already outed uh, but acceptance, different story my children are all grown up married, kids, the works um, they're all fantastic mm. it has done wonders for our relationship We are my youngest son and I are particularly close um, and he's an accepting intelligent smart young fella Mm. And his family are wonderful and we have a magnificent relationship and it's all because the secrets are now out in the open. There's no mm. longer any secrets.
1: Were there were there secrets like with with a, a child coming out, often the mother or father will go, Oh yeah, Johnny liked to dress up when he was a two year old But or, don't
0: go at Ma- don't be let me see you at Mardi Gras.
1: One of mm, my sisters said yeah. that <laughs> I think Mardi Gras would be fine. <laughs> so why, why not? I don't know. I'm having nightmares. I'm just trying to imagine you in a G-string. No, it wouldn't happen. <laughs> no, but just, so what, I'm, what I'm getting at, though, is this, the telltale signs that, that parents seem to see in their children mm. when the child comes out. Was there any seeing as an adult when you came out? Did, did your children say, oh, yeah, well, we realised that anyway, Dad, or... No.
0: I should mention my daughter, I suppose. She's fantastic too. I've Indeed. had no problems at all. I mean, look, I'm look, one of ten, and all my siblings have been fantastic.
1: Yeah, look, it's I your know. program, really. You can send out Cheerios if you want. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you want to send out Anyone want
1: Cheerios, <laughs> sent out. It Ed, wait, you put I, your hand no, up?
0: No, I sometimes wonder about the people that don't have that support. Where can they go to, and ah. how can they be connected to other people that can actually... Yeah
2: support well, we all, them.
0: We all know them poorly. I presume you do uh, mm. uh, kids that have come out and their families have just walked away mm. yeah. or they have just walked away from their families right. uh, they're lost and it's r- very sad and we've all, well I've seen them, I've seen them in various circumstances of lost, lost kids, people, adults 30 year old uh, in a nasty spiral um, of drugs and what have you simply because they've got no support their family they're they're adrift you seen them polly
2: yeah look i um well i've been fortunate that um, the the people that i have seen have those experiences are kind of coming out now and there are the beginnings of that support there for them to turn to so in coll Um, Well, not specifically in Colac. So in Colac, we have got the um, Colac Otway Pride and Diversity Group, which can be found on Facebook. Um, Because we're such a small community in Colac, it's not not like a highly functioning, well-organised group. But through that, you can kind of make some contact with the community. Um, But like I... um, I went down to Geelong for a couple of years. I only just returned back to the Colac region, and so while I was in Geelong, I got a um, a support group for trans and gender diverse people up off the ground and so um, through that group and I've also been involved in a similar group in Ballarat for trans and diverse people and, and in those groups we have kind of seen some people who have ended up uh, estranged from their families f- from mum and dad mate. Mm. Young, young people when I say younger kind of um, so I, I've never had anything to do with peer support or that for um, minors only for well not even really for 18 year olds more for like 25s and over because mm. I'm 50 now, you know, so. um, You don't look it. Oh, thank you, Greg. (laughs) You're right. um, And so. um, Led a good life, that's what it is. All all that cow shit on the face. Yeah, yeah, so, so through those groups, I've seen young people who are kind of in that 25, 26 and what have you, who have lost, you know, contact with their families and whatever, but at least they're kind of now got those groups and they've Oh, they've typically hooked up with, with, within those groups, they've hooked up with some younger people, you know, who are kind of about 25 to 30 and whatever. Yeah. They've been able to spend some time with them and, and that's, that, I think, is a, a great asset to them. But yeah. We,
0: which is the gay family, isn't it? Yeah, that's I right. I mean, we talk yeah. about family and then we talk about our gay family and a lot of those relationships in the gay community are really strong. They are probably, in a lot of ways, stronger than family and And to say and that this idea of of um, same sex this is this has all come out through the same sex marriage thing. Mm. Um, this idea that a family is only somebody you're related to is is totally wrong, and the gay people understand that mm. and i th- 've seen them myself, groups of gay people that are really, really strong
2: mm.
0: and it's wonderful it's wonderful
2: and, and I think there's um I think there's just this um, compassion in the, you know, gay community, if that's what we want to call it, that um, just compassion for other people in the community who you might not even really know and have that connection with and what have you. But like in Geelong, the Geelong Rainbow have um, held some different functions and whatever. And I've been along to those functions and I've had someone just come up to me and touch me, you know, between the shoulder blades and just give me a little rub and whatever and go, how are you going tonight? and just you can tell by that touch and what have you that they have that level of empathy and understanding and what have you and they've probably travelled some of the roads that I have as well i mean they know how you know how tough those roads are and yeah, it's kind of, it's been a real experience for me to experience that with people, yeah.
0: And been introduced as family. Yeah, yeah. I've had no, that. Yeah. Strangers will say, oh, yeah, he's one of us, he's family. Yeah. It's a bit like the Aboriginal thing, this mm. bro business and all
1: that. Well, so don't we want that to be all of community mm. being that accepting, though? No, we don't Absolutely. want it just to be that, you know, because it's still, if you're that group, that not ghetto or whatever, but the that clique, that you want it to be a general acceptance, and everyone should be able to say that. Of course,
0: of course, but that's not, Do you really think that's going to happen?
2: Well, I think it but is happening. It's but happening but it's, more. It's, 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 mm. it's, a, it's a slow and steady process, and I think it is. So, um, when I came out, you know, my motorcycle clubs. So I've been a member of a motorcycle club for 20 years, a dirt bike riding club, um, the Otway Trail Riders, and um, the president well, you're of. You're one of those ones that roar plus my place.
0: Uh, probably along the fence line, and, <laughs> yeah. um,
2: and you know, I had the president of um, the club contact me and say, um, "Oh, I've seen your video. Congratulations! Just want you to know that you have my full support and what have you. I uh, hope you're going to remain a member of our club. You're a valued member, and if there's any, if there's ever any issue within the club that you feel like you're, you know, not getting full acceptance and support and whatever, please let me know because I will always back you 100. percent And that club supported me fabulous, like, in an amazing way. Um, So those kind of experiences. Mm -hmm. Now, I had one guy in the club who's a bit older than me, and many years ago his sister came out as a lesbian. And so he had this, he had a lot of, you know, certainly a lot of compassion for my struggle and what have you. And one day after we went for a ride, him and I had a bit of a chat, and he said to me, you know if we're really honest, this club probably couldn't have accepted you 10 years ago. And he said, I wonder if it could have even accepted you five years ago. And he said, yeah. isn't it marvellous that we can now, we can accept you and support you? And he said, I've got to be honest, this was only a month after I came out. He said, I've got to be honest, all we've talked about as a club for the last month is you. And he said, you know what, I haven't heard one person say a bad thing. Mm. And right? that,
0: that, that is a really good point, um, the reason we, it's, uh, everybody accepts it, or a lot of people are accepting it, or more people are accepting it, is because of people like you, Paulie, that come out. Um, Rock Hudson started it when he died of AIDS. Mm. Terrible tragedy. But people said, if he could be gay, then perhaps I can be gay. Uh, and everybody that comes out, and the more high-profile people that come out, the better it is. Yep. There's a group that this that deliberately out them. I don't go along mm. with that, mm. but I do think that every every person that has the courage to come out makes it easier for the followers. And, and I, I think, think the it's gen- very important.
2: Yeah, and I think the general public, you know, that you know, like they, you know, years ago one of the pioneers you know like Freddie Mercury Um, I think that the people in the public went well if I can love Freddie Mercury because I do I love his music and I love what he sings about and I love you know I just love his character and but but even people who aren't gay and what have you kind of go well if he was my brother would I reject him
0: exactly and yeah, that, and so yeah.
2: all of this contributes to it. And we are, we're in a changing world and the level of acceptance um, is growing. I think that we've got to be careful as a community that we don't blow that acceptance. I think that, you know, um, sometimes because because we have suffered a lot of pain and a lot of struggle and stuff like that, we can quickly assume that when people say things to us that they might mean in might mean insult or whatever
0: when you walk in a room and you think everybody's been talking about you yeah
2: yeah yeah, you know and so we have to be careful that we don't accuse people of that or think the worst of people and what have you um and we have to be you know we have to be considerate that you know understanding all this alphabet understanding language like cisgender and what have you which you know my children who are you know my oldest is only just leaving primary school kind of my kids will grow up and think nothing of that. That'll just be words in their vocabulary. But, you know, my parents are in, in their 80s, and, you know, to think that they're going to just straight away be able to switch their mind, the neuro pathways in their mind ah, to, to understand and accept yeah. this, we have to, as a community, show love and compassion back for them and not expect them to just be able to immediately pick up everything that we're at.
0: I don't. Uh, I I think the the big mistake if people think that a gay person is in that box and mm. a straight person is in that box, there are so many different gay people. You know, mm. uh, you see different shades, and mm. to to expect we're all conditioned. I'm conditioned. Absolutely. Uh, and I have trouble accepting some gay people. Mm. If I have trouble accepting some gay people, what are what are the people living in? You know, isolated areas who never see or don't think they see a gay person. They probably do, but they don't know it. Um, it, It's it's a difficult situation and we're all conditioned, especially when you get up to in your 70s. uh, You're all conditioned and it takes a lot to change those conditions. Mm.
2: So yeah. have patience with people. Have patience yeah, with yeah.
0: people, yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll learn. My All my old all my siblings, I'm the youngest, they're all in their 80s now, yeah. and they're mainly women,
2: yeah.
0: um, and they're, they're, some of them struggle with it. And That's it's fascinating to see the different ones. They all love me, and they all tell me they love mm-hmm. me, but they don't understand.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, and some do, and some don't. And the shades of difference that... Because they're conditioned the same as I am.
1: Do we need to understand or do we just accept? Well, I don't know that you can
0: accept without understanding, can you? I think it's a little bit about education as well. Mm. Mm. I I can remember my mum in her late 80s saying, why do you have to come out?
1: Mm. Um, Yeah.
0: And I remember saying to her, well, you know, um, I'm supposed to stop people saying uncle so-and-so hasn't found the right woman yet <laughs> yeah. yeah that's yeah. a classic isn't it yeah.
1: <laughs> i think it's in,
0: i think it's so important that people come out i do yeah. too absolutely why should we live a lie that's where i started i said, why should i live this way i don't want to live mm. this way hiding all the time i don't want to
1: live this way why new. should i it's to be two living two lives. Mm. Well, no, I don't know how long ago you came out, Bob. But were your parents either of your parents? Oh no, they both. Both. They were both dead, dead when you yeah, came yeah, out.
0: Yeah, although oh, well in their forties when I was
1: born. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm the uh, youngest of the ten, so yeah. It's um.
1: Do you think your mum and dad were heterosexual? <sighs>
0: Well, they didn't, they tried hard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>.
0: <laughs> I shouldn't have said oh. that. I really, I so you're talking sad. about the genetic thing. Isn't it fascinating? <laughs> yeah. I, this, since this book's come out, um, uh, uh, <laughs> basically one of the reasons that I wanted to, one of the motivations was this business of young people having someone to talk to. And I thought, well, I mean, there's nearly 80 of my immediate family. And I'm sure, if you believe that it's genetic, that's got to come out somewhere. That was my thought. Mm. And since we published the book, one of my nephews has come to me and said, thank me for coming out, and thank me because it made it so much easier for him to talk to his 22-year-old son, who'd just come out.
2: Mm. Oh, fabulous. fabulous. And
0: that was, that was an amazing moment. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, It's
2: worth having a book. It was just for that one. Just for that if, one. if that's all of the cheese, yeah. Yeah. Now tell well me,
0: what's the name of your book? Uh, the Devil's Grip.
2: Okay.
0: The okay. Devil's Grip. It's about a, a sheep stud in Geelong. terrible Okay. Are you going to have a book launch? Yes, we are. We're having a book launch um, Friday, the last day of this month. Mm-hmm. Uh, the official launch is on the 1st of September. Uh, There's one in Geelong, we're having one in Geelong, we're having one in Sydney and we're having one in Melbourne. Sorry? There's a Cowlick bookshop here. Cowlick bookshop and then the 8th of September is in Geelong but these are by invitation. Oh okay. Because we're, I think there's about 190 coming at the moment to the the maze and they can do about 50. Well I should be in the hills. Mm. (laughs) We've invited everybody in the hills I think. Wonderful. Uh, but the one at the Cowlick, um, well, I'm sure if you go to the Cowlick, uh, if you go to the um, bookshop, uh, I'm sure Neil will have all the information when it is. But it's on the Friday night, the last day of the month. Um,
1: Fabulous.
0: And we're having a little, at uh, uh, six o'clock, I think it starts, we're having eats, Nibbles.
2: Nibbles finger
1: which is that's typical of what you do at a book launch that's right I'm like having a am having a little feeling for a song now and we've actually got one teed up and it's one of yours it's called antisocial
2: yeah Molly? so I just want to make sure that we broke the, the kind of um, the mold that people think that the you know the the rainbow community are all just into Abba like I <laughs> I, I, to be honest, can't stand ABBA. So, my favourite genres of music are um, heavy metal and punk. And so, this is from a thrash band from the early 80s, Anthrax.
1: Oh, right. Now, I thought maybe when um, when the chap from the bike club came round that he was probably trying to borrow your guitar. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be a prize, wouldn't it? Yeah, yep. yeah. Anyway, look, we'll have, you're on, uh, on 98.3 and 88.7 FM along the coast. On community connect with Edwina and Greg and we've got Paulie Johnson in here and Bob Perry and we're talking about, well we're talking about whatever comes up and inclusivity and all that sort of stuff and we'll be back with you after this track That, that means we have got to stop talking. That it? means you've got to stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. We're having a good talk. These guys are misbehaving <laughs> here. It's yeah, we're not misbehaving, we're <laughs> catching
2: up on You're telling them that I'm
1: putting the microphones <laughs> back on and they start talking. I
2: don't
1: know. i never no, better not put him across my knee and You've spank you talking now. Yeah, I'm on yeah like I know, a. I'd spank you across the bottom, except you... <laughs> <laughs> behave yourselves. I'm over my technical difficulties, so I'm leaving one in the studio. i better talk to Geoff before I go... We're on we're on ninety eight point three and eighty eight point seven FM along the coast. This is Community Connect, really. And uh, Edwina and Gregor are here with Bob Perry and Paulie Johnson. I want to give out a couple of numbers. Beyond Blue. I mean, if anything's disturbed me, I bet I might have to ring one of these numbers myself. Beyond Blue uh, people you can contact twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. They act as a conduit. They'll help you out if you need anything. One three hundred twenty two four six three six. Lifeline is 131114. There's men's line, there's suicide lines. All you've got to do is get on your Google and and find out if anything you, you need help. But the thing is, talk about it, talk to your people, talk, you know, come out, be yourself. I think that's the main thing. And I think that's a big thrust of what we've been talking about today. It might take a long time, Bob and Paulie, but eventually it's all well worthwhile talking about it.
0: it won't happen until you're ready.
1: Yeah, so you can't push it. No. No. But the, the expectations of when you do, when you do talk about whatever you need to talk about, you know, don't be. I mean, it's not you, you, Paula. You're a bit concerned about coming in on air, but it's all right, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. It's good. You end up, but you, there is that. You nervous know,
2: before it's, it happens, and then once, once, once it begins, gets going, it's all yeah,
1: and so that's the same sort of thing when you get to talk about what you need to talk about with, well, well, the coming out aspect of it or anything. You know, the hardest part is to start. Yep. And then once you've started, it just sort of can flow on or will flow on. Is that the way it goes?
0: Yeah, I think so. The, the well, generally. N- just come up while, you, while you're thinking about that, about not being ready. Uh, there's a classic when that... Um, who was the young fellow, Paulie, that denied his uh, sexuality for uh, years? Um, and then Australian eventually...
2: swimmer or um, sports person. Thor. Thorpe. wasn't
0: Ian Thorpe. Ian yeah. Thorpe. Denied yeah. it. Deli- you know, he was very strong anti. But then eventually he said yeah okay when he was ready um so and i think that happens people deny it they even become quite anti-homosexual but then when they're ready they're ready
2: it's Mm. very hard to what happens is it you know, when you're young, you're forced to deny it. So, you know, like the teacher of at school you like. or your parents or of the priest like. or the... Somebody says to you, you know, you know, are you or something? Or the marriage
0: counsellor yeah. says, you're not gay, are you? Yeah. In front of everybody, your wife and everybody. You're not gay, are you? Expecting well, you to say, yes, of course I am. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> actually happened to me.
2: Yeah.
0: That this woman that was counselling us said, you're not gay, are you, Bob? In front of my wife and
2: mm. expecting me to say, yes, yes, yes. I mean, this is the standard so so of councillors that what we had at the time. So you say no, because you, you kind of have no other option. But once you begin that process of saying no, it's very hard to then turn that back around the other way. And that's, you know, for someone in the public limelight, like, I hate to think what it must have been like for someone like Thorpe or that, you know, who's Absolutely. who's had yeah. to deny it publicly... And you're kind of forced down this road that's so hard to turn around. And I think just the bravery and the courage and what have you that it takes to actually turn that narrative around and say, you know what, I am coming Which out. Which
0: brings us back to how important it is that yes, he does turn it around.
2: Absolutely. Being a man of yep.
0: well known and yep. as popular mm. as he is.
2: And, and you know, that you can be gay and be a great sports and person. And be a good and, person too. A, um, you don't yeah, have and to I, be. A yeah, yeah, and I think that Thorpe, is a good guy. Of course. Yeah, he and, seems and to show a lot of compassion for other people. Which is so. the
0: whole point that if if Ian Thorpe can be gay and yep. he's a good man, he's a, he's a kind person, yep. he's a good fellow. Top sportsman? Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, perhaps it's not so bad after all. Yeah. And so that's the essence of it.
1: Typecasting, it's the wrong thing to do. You guys, you're not type... You, well, Paulie, you mentioned the word typecasting earlier. Breaking
2: the mould.
1: Break the mould. You don't break yep. the mould, you're you. Don't yeah. break your mold. Yeah. Yeah. No, don't do that. Yeah. All right. Edwina, thank you. You've dug up. There are a lot of good things on the internet, and there's a lot of bad stuff. But there's a lot of good help on e net. I've got here. Look, Headspace. Um, you can for fifteen to twenty-five year olds a critical period in the life.
2: Yeah.
1: Um uh, Coming out puberty, the rest of it. Um, headspace is there's a call only a phone call for anyone twelve to twenty-five. Is 1-800-650-890, and that's seven days a week, 9 a.m. to 1 a.m., so it's most of the 24 hours. But there's also e-headspace, so there's a lot of these things are online. Trans Youth Online Talk Group, um, just have to look that up, Trans Youth Online Talk Group, LGBTQ Teens Online Talk Groups, all these open online uh, peer support chats all these things that are online, they are good. And just be careful when you're online.
0: You've got to be careful.
1: Be careful when you're online, but there is a lot of support out there for you. Yep, definitely. And that's that's what you need is to support. Kids Helpline, I've got that as well, one eight hundred five 55 1800 Men's Line Australia, they're all available. one eight hundred one three hundred 78 99 78 There are so many places you can go there for help. And as well as talking to your family and talk yeah, to your I GP, think, I don't
0: know. I, uh, I'm always a bit scared of these things. I've just read a book, Fake, um, which is all about online fake business, mm. uh, who people aren't necessarily what you think they are. Um, and I I think face-to-face contact with a peer group is far better. the ideal way to go. Yeah. Uh, and then you can pick your... Like, we all have groups that so we get together. We all pick our mark we pick the people we want to talk to and I'm sure that's probably the way it is um, but if you're desperate if you want and desperately need someone to talk to of course go go online makes sense Paulie doesn't
2: yeah it? and look that you know I- Often it's those online groups that you then find the, the pathway to those face to face. You okay. know, someone will recommend another Country group network.
0: Is country another network. one I'm involved with yeah. a fantastic group yeah. of our older men, um, and we support each other. We're a family. It's a wonderful group.
1: By the way, talk is, about it, Ed.
0: Is that just a, a local group? What's that country network? Country network? Well, uh, yeah, the people basically we meet uh, once a month. Um, it's a national group. Um, it's Australia-wide. Uh, Geelong has a well. The people I'm involved with are from Geelong. Um, there's a couple from yes, there is a couple from Colac. Um, a couple of older blokes. I don't think you need to be older. There's no limits to who's in it. It's just a networking thing.
2: Um, How do you
0: get in contact? Or is it private? Or I got it through Neil Dwyer okay. uh, at the at the okay. bookshop. That's where I got involved. He inv- invited me to join the group.
1: Okay. Um, well. They're you
0: fantastic!
1: Can, you can pop in there to the bookshop. You, what's there. the name of your book again?
0: The Devil's Grip.
1: The Ooh. Devil's Grip the that's devil's available grip. there at the shop as well.
0: It's got nothing to do with the devil. The Devil's Grip is a, 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 a deformity in the sheep.
1: Mm. Oh, okay. A well. little play on words. Mm. <laughs> I know what a monkey grip is. Ah, no. No, I mean, no that, a that was a different thing. <laughs> <all> <laughs> I, was, I, I didn't like the way I, <laughs> I handled a bloke. And this guy, Gordon Hines, yeah, anyway. We won't go there poorly and Bob thank you very much for coming in I'm going I'm jumping the gun because I haven't told you what's happening next week yet next really week not? we're going to have a couple of old soldiers a couple of yet vets are coming in Gary Ryan is going to be in here and with Alan Fleming who's been on the program before he's from Camperdown they're old sparring partners from way back they're actually in um, Nasho together and uh next week is a remembrance for uh, as long tan day as the day that they use a remembering for uh, Viet Vets Day. So we're gonna be talking about that but we're um, the main thing we talk about there and you'll be pleased to know you're an old soldier too, you, eh, Bob?
0: I did national service. We yeah. did national shows
1: with yeah. two, two years. Yeah, with the it's a um, honor the dead but fight like hell for the living. So we'll be talking with them about that and uh, support issues and that, that are around because there's a lot of Crap goes on within the the vets community, contemporary um, soldiers and that sort of thing returning from peacekeeping. We'll cover a whole lot of stuff, but it's primarily established around the Viet Vets um, Remembrance Day of Long Tan massacre, which was nothing to be proud of at all. Um, we've got to get out of here. It's thank you, Bob. Thank it's you, Paulie, and thank you, Edwina, I don't think I've put myself out of line today, have I? What do you mean? Oh, I don't know. Sometimes I do. But anyway, I don't think I have today. We're going to go out with the Willie Nelson track, and this is chosen by Bob, um, and it is called Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain, yeah, and it came up though I mispronounced it.
0: You did. But anyway, uh, Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain, uh, it's become synonymous with Willie. I think dozens of people have done it, but nobody does it like
1: him. Mm. We'll go out listening to that. Thank you very Uh much again, Bob Perry and Paulie Johnson. And we will talk to you again on Community Connect next week. All the best to you all and cheers.